Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people. On the Talk of Muncie, WMUN, All Kinds of People, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz, getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Top of the morning, WMUN, the talk of Muncie. And I am delighted to have Sabrina and Sylvester Friend on all kinds of people. Sabrina, Sylvester, welcome to Woof Boom. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, Absolute pleasure. Those of you that um, head out to Prairie Creek uh, might notice there are some goats across from Prairie Creek and... um, that happens to be the Prairie Hills Farm, and these are the two folks that own that farm. And we're going to talk a little bit about the farm a little later in the program, but I want to start off with Sabrina saying, what about the background? What about high school? What got, kind of interest were you into in hobbies? Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for having us today. Oh, it's a um, pleasure. I was raised on the west side of Indianapolis. I went to Pike High School, okay. and I absolutely loved it. I loved going to Pike. Um, during my time there, I was a softball player, and I also was a part of the science and engineering um, club, and that was a really awesome program. Super. And a um, little softball action. Yes. Um, position? I played second base. Okay, second yes. base. And you mentioned when you came into the studio how you've always thought about radio. Yes, <laughs> Dr. Joe. I was like, when we got this call, I was like, oh my goodness, this is my lifelong dream. I've always wanted to be on the radio, you know, whether I was like actually on as um, a person talking or if I called in and actually got my number picked. Yeah. But today is just so exciting. I'm finally on the radio. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Sylvester, how yes. about yourself? Good morning, and once again, thank you for having us. No, my pleasure. Uh, so I'm originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. And uh, that's where I grew up. At high school, I went to Forest Hill Central uh, High School before going to Central Michigan University. I know, University. Central Michigan University, which is where I taught for many years, and we we found that out this morning before mm-hmm. the show, so that's interesting. Too. Very small world. And. What did you study at Central? Uh, I did a double major in marketing as well as logistic management. Okay. And I went towards the logistics management um, part of my uh, major uh, for the most part. Okay. And then um, headed off into a career, obviously. I did. Uh, so I, uh, after graduating, I moved from Michigan over to Wisconsin, and I worked for a third-party provider uh, for SEJ, transitioned to work for Target okay. um, in distribution as well before coming down to Indianapolis to uh, work in warehousing for Amazon. Okay. And the two of you have two lovely children who happen yes. to be with us in yes, the studio, and you do homeschooling. Yes. What's the challenges of that? 
So I'll take that question on. Um, homeschooling is amazing from the very beginning. Um, the girls very, they just took to it. You know, we have um, reading, language arts, math, science, history. And okay. then we really get to like hone in on all of their interests, like whatever they have interest in. We take them to the planetarium. We take them to the aquariums when we lived in um, Georgia. And, you know, we love bird watching, outdoor things. So homeschooling and farming has gone hand in hand. They help out a lot. Um, we have a lot of free, well, I wouldn't call it free time, <laughs> but I'll say we spend a lot of time together, um, and we absolutely love that. We love it that the girls can, you know, join in on the farm and continue to learn. It's a living education, living yeah. learning education. I just, I really do try to get my hands wrapped around the fact that, and I have no background in farming. I'm a Detroit boy, um, but what I know about the farm world is it takes a lot of time thank you um and so you've got that to take care of along with two wonderful youngsters um i i'm just curious either one of you can jump in on this one when that day came that you sat down saying hey why don't we start a farm <laughs> and you change your career paths what what triggered that what what got to the point of saying yeah, let's just start a farm. Well, I'll, I'll start on this one. Um, it kind of for us, our um, farming lifestyle um, happened while we lived in Georgia. Sylvester came home one day and said, "Hey, why don't we start a little garden?" And I thought he was completely crazy. I was like, "We have no gardening background." This you was know? a little garden. Yes, right? okay. yes, it was a small little garden on our um, patio. And it took off, and he was working a lot still, so I became the helper assistant manager of our family garden. And one day I picked a bell pepper for dinner and cooked it up, and I just could not believe that dinner was so much flavorful than before. Okay. And it was the bell pepper. And ever since I had that first bell pepper from our garden, I was like, we have to do this, and we have to do it bigger. We have to figure out how to scale this. So it went from a little patio garden to four beds in our backyard within, like, two years. Right. <laughs> and, of course, we still had everything growing on the patio. Um, and so once he said, hey, let's make the transition out of corporate America, I was like, well, if we're going to do that, let's move closer to family and let's homestead. Let's, you know, have a large garden. Let's add a few animals that will be sustainable for our family. Okay. And it went from there. And then I can, I'll can i let Sylvester tell you guys how we went from just homesteading to saying, hey, let's provide food for our community. Yeah. And so when we really look at 2020, that was really what kind of set things in motion to try old, to be more the sustainable. Good old COVID phase. Yeah, yeah. Good old COVID. Right. Yeah. And you know, the one blessing about COVID is it actually gave us an opportunity to sit down and say, what is important? What do we want our life to look like? Mm -hmm. um, and it may be a little untraditional. And that's what really was the predecessor of let's get back closer to family since we were seven, eight hours away from our closest family. Mm -hmm. And let's, you know, try to be more sustainable, have less impact on the environment and try to do things, you know, more holistically. Mm -hmm. um, and was much of the family here in the Muncie area? No, actually. The closest family we have is Indianapolis. Okay. And that's my mother and my sister yeah, and my aunt. Okay. Okay. And then Sylvester's family in Grand Rapids. Yeah. And they're about four hours away. Yep. 
So, yeah, his yeah. dad loves where we live. He's a fisherman, and he comes out to the reservoir and catches all the clean fish. So he's he loves coming down to the farm. Yeah. So we went from these little four beds yeah. <laughs> into saying, eh, we should grow some more of this. Right. Yeah. So we went from four beds, and then when we moved to Selma, um, it was raw land, about nine, nine and a half acres. And we had an idea and said, we're going to have a little bit more um, vegetables. So we went from four beds to 24 beds. In our kitchen garden. That's just the kitchen garden. And then we put up a hoop house so we yeah. can extend a little bit longer um, our growing season. And so now we're growing into some hoop houses and have some other uh, areas. And then we So have, are you in a 12-month growing season? We are in Not quite. probably more like eight okay. to nine. Okay. So we get one on the front end and one additional on the back end. Mm -hmm. And then we added uh, some livestock, so chicken goats as well as turkeys mm -hmm. um, to our farm and then we wanted to protect them so we got a farm dog <laughs> a good old farm dog yeah, our good old boy skip so all of a sudden from four little guards now we've got some animals running around that you right. got to take care of you got some eggs you have to collect all the time a couple yes. yeah <laughs> a couple and you've got two wonderful youngsters who probably have names for all these various animals of sorts and yes we Some, tried yes yeah. and sometimes i'm like when did that one get a name we just go out there and it has a name so like, <laughs> okay and clearly some of some of your motivation which we'll talk about after the break is to provide to provide proteins of good foods to various people at these markets yes um along with fresh meats, yes. um, along with fresh eggs, yes. uh, to help the community out in terms of healthier living. Absolutely. Yeah. So we grow probably about 30 different varieties of produce, okay. as well as the chicken, the eggs, the uh, goat, and turkey. Okay. Uh, everything's raised on uh, pasture, so we have a lot of uh, rotating and things of that nature, but we most definitely try to provide as much as we can to the community. Yeah. We're with Sabrina and Sylvester Friend, everybody, from Prairie Hills Farm. And when we come back, a little bit more about all these animals running around and uh, the 30-plus products that they produce for farm markets. Stay with us on All Kinds of People, WMUN, the talk of Muncie. I'm Dr. Joe. This is WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to All Kinds of People. And, um, I'm having a wonderful time talking with Sabrina and Sylvester, a friend who um, just happened to have some acres across from Prairie Creek called Prairie Hills Farm. And as we were going into break, Sylvester, we talked about the number of products that these original four gardens have expanded into, and you mentioned 30 or so different things. What are some of the challenges with some of those products? And either one of you can jump in or take a turn on this one? Because uh, it, it, I, I, I can't imagine that everything can be planted the same and it's all gonna grow the same, right, so. Right, yeah. so yes, so of course with having a large variety of um, vegetables that we produce, um, they all have different seasons, they all have different growing lengths, um, they all need to be picked and harvested okay. differently. Um, we grow anything from all of your 
root vegetables like uh, beets, carrots. Um, then we go from like uh, salad mix to lettuce to collard greens to all your bell peppers. Um, we also supply peppers for a hot sauce company outside of Chicago called All oh. Sauce Hot Sauce. Okay. Um, and so that's a big part of our operation. We have one complete hoop house just for the pepper growing. Um, but our biggest problem here in Indiana or in Indiana is pest. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that because we do have a winter. And so I would have thought that the pests would be a little bit um, less of a challenge than when we grew in Georgia. But unfortunately, that's like our biggest problem here is the pest. We could do all the other work, but keeping the pest at bay is the biggest challenge. So this year we're going to be doing a lot of different um, things to work with that, uh, such as row covers. Um, and that's to keep all the cabbage butterflies off of your pretty green okay, okay. veggies that we love. Um, but other than that, um, I think one thing we're successful at is having a plan in place. When are we going to grow um, plant say, crops and all of that? Is there a master calendar someplace yes, that you yes. look at and check it's, things off? And... It's a whole Excel spreadsheet. And I will say thanks to Sylvester for that because he can get in um, into the computer and handle all that stuff. Whereas I'm like, okay, let me get the soil and the seeds <laughs> and get that going. He's behind the scenes documenting everything. Um, so I will say thank you to him for that because it just makes our growing season a lot easier. We need to have the planner in there. Yes. Always. I know. Yes. And everything's charted out, even from when are we expecting to have our babies uh, mm-hmm. born. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I never even thought about the fact oh, yeah. that these, they do produce other animals <laughs> right. yes. that you right. have to be ready for. Yep. Yes. And so we we really try to focus on that plan and stick to the plan, so to speak, because we do have partners that uh, most definitely help us with our farming. Um, so our meat processors, you know, um, during mm-hmm. a part of COVID, it was 18 months out or mm-hmm. six months out to okay. get into the processor. And so um, learning, uh, you know, some of the intricacies of farming and our partners to make mm-hmm. sure that we have the best product yeah. um, really started to put everything into basically a timeline or a Gantt chart. This is when they're going to be raised. This is when mm-hmm. they should be ready. This is when I should be putting in the different appointments, um, so to speak, uh, for our processor and all those things. So we try to lay everything out to make it nice and clear and make any adjustments as, you know, as life happens, yeah. weather happens, and things of those nature. I have um, obviously no farm background whatsoever. Thank you. Neither <laughs> did we. <laughs> and I think about chickens and turkeys, and I say, okay, that's cool. And you get eggs and you have meat. and. But I'm curious to know, what's the challenge with goats? Because <laughs> that's just a different breed to me of animal to yeah. have. Yeah. And, and so what are some of the challenges that are different from the turkeys and chickens with the goats? One is that they're bigger, okay. right? So, you know, a chicken or a turkey is going to be, you know, 5 to you know 20 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Our goats are up to about 250. Yes. Uh, so just really? the sure size. 250 pounds? Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're like master, what, escape artists. <laughs> if you have goats, somehow, if there's a way that they can get out, they are going to find that way to get out. So that's like the biggest challenge with the goats. But it's always fun in games, though. So if you're a farmer and you have goats and you find yourself with that challenge, it's like, hey, just make it a game. Catch yeah. so, those goats. So part of your work day is counting the number of goats still there? Is uh, well, you know what? I stopped counting. <laughs> now I just look for family units. Yeah. Like, okay, and you have good, your kids. Okay, yeah. your kids there. Okay, we should be good. And the good thing is, is usually if they break out, they stay close to home. 
they know where the food is, so they're like, uh, we're gonna, they yeah. Know. They okay. just want to get out the fence, though. The yeah. grass is always greener on the other side, isn't yeah, that what they, they say? They roam around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but they know. They yeah. know you're they gonna come know. out and take. And so, um, on top of all that, I happen to be a, a an admirer and lover of honey. Mm. I like to pour it on things all the time. Yeah, and. I, I happen to note in my little research that you've now added some bees. Yes. <laughs> yes. What What's it like trying to do a beehive and develop that whole system on top of everything else? Yeah. yeah well, I will say I am the beekeeper in this duo. Yes. Um, and I absolutely love it. You know, for me right now, I don't plan it to be like a huge part of the farm it is more of like a hobby for me okay. outside of the okay. things that we have going on this is a chance um, for you to get away from the turkeys and the goats yes <laughs> yes and the children and sometimes sylvester and i just get out there with thousands of bees flying around right and you're like oh that's relaxing um but it actually is and i i try to tell other people that it's the hum of the bees the calmness um that you have to be in out there working with them um it's just it's it's a really good state of um mindfulness to be in that's I, I, that's, yeah okay. that's where I that's how I look at it um, but I love bees we love honey so I do expect to harvest a lot of honey this year for our family um, but other than that I mean the bees are just great we, I went to bee school this year and I've learned a lot about bees but um, keeping bees is is and that's good a, work that's a seasonal thing Sabrina um yes it is pretty much seasonal because the bees do um, close themselves in in the winter time okay. and they'll stay in there to keep warm keep okay. the queen alive so in winter time I really don't mess with the bees you don't want to open up your hive if it's colder than about 45 degrees outside you just leave them be um, but now this spring it's really picked up for us they've been out okay. flying and we've seen them and the cool thing about it it is is um we our first uh colony of bees was a swarm it was a late swarm in august which is unheard of all the other beekeepers that i mentioned that to they're like are you sure those are honeybees and i'm like these are honeybees and guess where it was right in the center of our kitchen garden <laughs> right it, it was the strangest thing you just look up and you're like i thought our tree was sick i thought the sap was coming out of the tree and as i got closer i'm like those are honeybees. And so we got our first wild swarm right in our kitchen garden. They didn't make us do too much work. At and all. yeah. And so we've been keeping bees. So the other part of this, by the way, is is on a regular basis, seasonal. You gotta put all this stuff in boxes and stuff and go to markets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes. So now we're packing all this up. Yes. What's what's some of the challenges of that when we start talking about space? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Because okay. right now we are, um, you know, throwing everything in coolers, ice, you know, that kind okay. of, of, you know, distribution method. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that the volume has picked up, um, I think one of the opportunities or challenges that we will be faced with this year is just the sheer transportation um, going back and forth and making sure that we're, you know, um, providing the best uh, produce and whatever good that we have. Uh, but We'll be continuing to look to scale to get trailers and other things to, to help address that yes. so we can serve as many people as, as possible. And I know the plans are to go beyond the Muncie farm stand and into Albany, and you're doing some things in Indy. And so my head keeps saying, okay, we've got all the animals running around, and we've got all this produce. Now we got to drive to these markets and set up our display. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get in my mind 
as you start to expand and do that, mm -hmm. those challenges that are going to come up yeah. to yeah. provide people with good protein and good foods. Right. Um, right. But also to pack up the family right. <laughs> yeah. right. and spend an all-day Saturday or whatever at markets. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of good people around us that mm -hmm. uh, help and support, and, and that's really what it is. We, we would not be a farm without a community. Right. And I think that's one thing that, uh, you know, can be missed sometimes is that we can't feed everybody. We wish we could, right? And just having the right people um, to help support um, with, even if it's, you know, watching the kids while we're doing this or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, we wouldn't it's be able to do it without community. a community. That's just a, that's a wonderful statement to kind of wind up the show because, um, it's just been enjoyable having the two youngsters with the two of you in the studio today to talk about building that community. Thank you. And also providing some really worthwhile food, mm -hmm. uh, along with a bunch of animals running around yes. to continue to build the farm. I want to thank both Sabrina and Sylvester for joining me and all kinds of people. And hope you'll tune in again next week, everybody, on WMUN, the Talk of Muncie. It's Dr. Joe saying, have a very good weekend. Don't forget Prairie Hills Farms. Thank you for some good food and produce. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. joining us.